Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, people of all ages. You have come to the most awesome talk show in the universe. This is the First Amendment podcast where your mind matters. I am your host, Ace DOD, and for the first time, you will be listening to my co-host. His name is Dr. B. Dr. B, say hello to the people. Hello, everyone. Pleasure to be here, and thank you again, Ace, for having me on for today's show. Very excited. So, um... So why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? You know, nothing too personal other than, you know, you like taking long walks in dark alleys. Uh, other than that, um, what else, what else, what else would you like to tell the people, you know, about your podcast and, uh, and yourself? Um, well, maybe just to name a few. I work a job I'm not too fond of, and I am following a great host that is starting something great, something revolutionary. Uh, podcast not just for you know anyone it's for everyone so no one specific floor is open for everyone so I have lots of great things that are going to come from it yes because knowledge is power and that we are all different so this this podcast this talk show is for everyone and anyone the high class the low class the middle class especially the middle class because we are the ones that secretly even if most of us don't know it control the world. We are the ones that buy. We are the ones that sell. We are the ones that make for the higher ups and for uh, some of the um, the lower classes as well. So middle class, if you're listening to this, uh, know that you are more valuable than what your employers tell you, than what your you know loved ones may you know say that you are. Whether you know they're they're your family members or, or distant relatives, you are very important, regardless of what anybody may tell you, because without you, the world would not, not be the same. So with that being said, um, I want to bring up a little topic that has pretty much, uh, it's affected um, a lot of us today um, that are still trying to find um, substance in a relationship, uh, someone that we'd like to marry or someone that we'd like to be with for the rest of our lives or someone that we just want to have fun with. Now, there's different types of people that, you know, use uh, the dating scene, especially dating sites today, in, uh, for different reasons. Uh, what I like to do today, uh, Dr. B likes, uh, would like to, um, you know, put his two cents when it comes to this topic, he, um, as a matter of fact, Dr. B was the, uh, the genius that, that brought this up to me and, you know, basically decided we should talk about it. And yes, it is very important. He is right. Um, a lot of men out there, you need to wake up and uh, you don't have to be paying for things that you don't get. So, so Dr. B, I'll let you take it away uh, when it comes to the dating scene. Um, what, what, do you, what do you have for us? Oh, well, I think the dating scene now, especially for young men, can potentially be, you know, very brutal, very competitive. Um, something interesting from OkCupid, and they um, really did this study a long while ago. I mean, so they took a survey from both men and women, of, you know, users from their site. And so, of course, for men, they, there is this equal distribution of how they rated women, you know, how attractive they were. So about, you know, men would rate about 50% of the women 
you know, an average and then an equal number of women were rated, you know, very attractive and equal number of women to the left of that were, you know, rated, you know, less than average. But when it came to the women users on the website, they were really the majority of men as very unattractive and 0% of men as very, as very attractive. So for a lot of younger men, um, they are just not ideal to women today. And I think a lot of that has come from not only dating apps, um, OnlyFans, Instagram, a lot of social media. I think it has really, uh, you know, created that uh, gap and these higher expectations because, let's face it, a lot of women, I mean, for women, they're, some of their value just comes from their beauty, their looks. Um, unlike men, they don't necessarily prove themselves and their value. Of course, that's not always true, but it's kind of a general rule. And so, you know, a lot of these women, uh, you know, they have OnlyFans and all these other things. So, I mean, they get a lot of attention. And so it's very easy for them to set their standards and their bar really high. And so for a lot of average men, they're just not ideal. And they just don't stand out, and especially with dating apps and such. They uh, are competing with a lot of other men. And so I, what's kind of going on is that the most successful men are really dating all the women, at least majority of them. And, of course, the average guy and below, they're just not dating anyone. In fact, for... Um, most men, especially younger men, there's a huge increase in men that have never had sex before. And of course, the number of partners they've had is very minimal compared to you know, our female counterparts. So uh, there's a big difference right now. And I mean, for better or for worse, because in the end, you know, I want everyone to be happy and look for what they want, whether they want something short-term, long-term, fun, all that. But there's kind of a little bit to navigate through. And I'd like to give the floor to Ace on his general opinion of kind of what I just talked about. Is that is your view kind of in line with that, or do you see things a little bit differently? Um, no, I agree. I, uh, I definitely agree. I I believe that, I mean, you guys can stop me or comment on the podcast if you think I, this isn't true, but this is just my personal opinion. I've always believed that women inherit the attention of, of, of mainstream, of society because of their beauty. I'm not going to lie. I do, you know, if you know me personally, I do debate a lot about, um, um, about these sort of things. Obviously, on the podcast, we just talk about certain topics. But if you know me um, personally, I do debate uh, a lot about what I see, not what I think. And what I've seen is um, is, is what Dr. B was talking about. I mean, um, I think it is very hard for, for men um, to date sometimes because if a man has a low, you know, if a, if a, if a male has low self-esteem, nobody's going to want him. Because we, I mean, so even subconsciously, even with it, all this alpha female stuff going on, 
subconsciously those females still believe that you know men should be gentlemen which i really don't understand what you know how you can have both right if you can be a man even though you're you're or 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 be an alpha female and still want the man to be an alpha alpha in the home i mean i i'm, I'm pretty sure they can both be uh um you know head of households but usually you leave the the helm to the alpha which is usually one and then you have the beta which you know in past terms it used to be the female but now oh, there's equality so i think with that whole equality thing it's kind of confused a lot of people because even though we believe we'd like to believe that we have equal rights and you know women can be equal as, to men men are still expected to open doors men are still expected to pay in the date men are still expected to do what we've always done but we've actually had more leverage with everything so um back to the date the whole dating scene when a man has a lower self-esteem or when a man isn't you know usually tall dark and handsome the man is seen as not dateable now for females for women i've noticed that when women have low self-esteem um, their looks haven't gone anywhere. So even when they're going through, a, I don't know, a death in the family or a breakup, men usually chase these women, whether they have low self-esteem or not. Now, the reason for that, I just want to throw this out there. The reason for that is pretty much uh, unique to, to, its own, to its own case, because I know a lot of you out there are thinking, you know, well, it's sex. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, sex, everyone wants it if they're trying to, you know, find somebody for them it's obvious let's not deny that let's not lie to ourselves when we want to be with somebody it involves physical attraction as well um but that's my point women will ha always have that physical leverage over men because of how women were built you know either by nature or if you believe in god by god and you know that's the leverage that most women have over men so when it comes, to my opinion, when it comes to the dating site, especially today, it's very hard for men um, to not pay for a female's attention, even though I think that's making the situation worse. Um, and when it comes to that, Dr. B, what do you think? Do you think this like this OnlyFans and all this trying to pay for not even sex? I wouldn't even call it sex. This OnlyFans is basically just for the to acknowledge the guy that's actually throwing money at him. Right. Or am I wrong? Yeah, you are correct. And I mean, for a lot of the guys that are throwing money to OnlyFans, I mean, they're not getting sex out of it, of course. In fact, um, some of the OnlyFans models that actually make the most, you know, they actually talk to their subscribers and stuff like that. Um, and so these men are really pretty much paying for a girlfriend and more so the emotional aspect to it. Um, and so I think, uh, there's definitely a bigger issue there, especially when you're talking about self-esteem early, a lot of these guys do not have high self-esteem and really, um, I mean, it, that kind of highlights their lack of confidence because they're really having to pay someone else to give them, you know, a, essentially a, just a, uh, fake relationship, uh, you know, they have to pay for it. And of course, you know, They'll actually get someone replying to them, talk to them. And for once in their life, they're getting. And I mean, I can only imagine for someone younger or even older who just has never received 
love and affection from a woman before, and they're finally actually getting some attention. I mean, I'm, I'm sure that just kind of feels incredible to them, and they feel less lonely. So there's something definitely more there. Um, yeah, it gets to these younger men emotionally, and they're not just, you know, paying to, you know, those groups. So, I mean, out of subscribers, there's people that are just, you know, trying to get nudes, and then there are the other guys where they're hoping to get a little bit more, and some guys actually hope or maybe even believe they might get a relationship out of it. And for all our listeners out there, um, you know, we're not saying uh, the dating scene is completely, you know, one-sided, completely against guys. I think women also have with modern dating as well. And there's a lot of different issues for both. And they have a hard time too, especially for the women that do want to look for a very serious relationship. So we're, we're not just out here, you know, bashing one side or the other. So just want to make that clear uh, topic tonight. We're, I guess we're kind of veering more so problems that men are facing. But of course, you know, women face all the problems as well. They can also comment, right? They can comment on uh, the show if they do have any comments, answers, feedback, uh, any answers, anything you like to discuss in the future after you hear this, something you don't like, something you love, uh, please feel free. I recommend it. Um, is also known as venting, and we are all social animals. So please feel free if you want to comment on, uh, go directly to the episode you want to comment on and comment on that episode, or you can also um, voice, uh, voice message us. And uh, the voice message link is highlighted on the podcast description. If you scroll all the way down, click on the link, and you can leave us a, a pleasant little voice message. So this is all for you, um, for all of you out there. Uh, me and Dr. B talk all the time, um, so we kind of know what uh, the issues here and there are, but we want to hear from you. Um, when it comes to dating, obviously today's topic is the dating site or the dating, um, the dating scene. And this is something I want to, I want to ask, I want to ask you, uh, I want to ask you this, doctor, tell me what you think. Um, so what do you, what do you think? And well, you know, what do you have to tell the, uh, or, or share with, with, with the listeners out there about the differences, the pros and the cons of dating, um, let's say back in the nineties versus dating today? Like, what are your thoughts about the pros and the cons about both? Well, dating in the 90s, and I mean, if I can stretch it a little bit, 2000s, um, I think for most people, you know, uh, you could really just walk outside and just start talking to someone, meet someone, um, you know, because dating sites were not very popular. They were there, but most people really did not like dating sites. They're embarrassed to be found on there. They didn't want friends or family knowing there on there and oftentimes um and from my own experience when i got out of high school and was around 18 you know i ended up making a profile way back then on okcupid and i remember seeing lots of profiles that say hey let's let's pretend we met at a grocery store we met at the beach or something else so you know uh, dating sites then were, you know, there's this very negative stigma about it. So, of course, uh, with that in mind, you know, uh, a lot of people would meet at the bar, a restaurant, at work, through friends, 
And of course, that still remains true today. You know, a lot of people, you know, meet through friends and other social settings, bars, restaurants. But I mean, dating sites now play a bigger role. And there are more people that, of course, meet through there. But um, of course, using a dating site, it is very frustrating for both men and women. Because for the men that do want a, a serious relationship, you know, they are having a hard time, you know, competing for women. And some of that is due to, I mean, there's a variety of factors there, but some of that could be just due to uh, men not being, a particular man not being either as successful or desirable, or there's another reason there. Or of course, you know, for a lot of these women, they just, uh, they honestly get swarmed by, a lot of men and that subscribe to, you know, OnlyFans and all this stuff that, you know, um, these, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I will disclose my opinion. I do not think men should be subscribing to OnlyFans and giving out money and all these things. Um, I think so. it is a very big problem. And of course, a lot of these men lack self-esteem, and I'm sure when they get on dating sites, these are probably a lot of the same men that are telling women to just send them nudes and other stuff. And it's like, well, one, they're, you know, feeding into something they shouldn't be doing. And then, you know, two, it for the women on the dating sites that do want something serious, they're really just, you know, swarmed with a whole bunch of guys that they got to sort through. So it's, you know, in that respect, it is an absolute headache, you know, for the women that do want a serious relationship on there. So, Dr. Uh, B, what happened? What happened? Uh, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I mean, I'm going to be a little biased here. I know I don't like being too biased on the on the on the on the talk show uh, because I like welcoming people from all over, you know, Um, so I don't want people to get scared. But I'm going to throw a little bit of my opinion Um what 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 happened with with people i mean i think so i think when the millennial when the millennial um generation started things started changing do you do you think it's kind of sort of a millennial thing or do you think it's kind of sort of a technological thing where now we're we're stuck in the dating in in the uh, social media dating sites and stuff or um because i truly do miss you know just hanging out with giving complete strangers hugs right you know girls would come up to me and give me hugs i don't even know them i'd go to parties that weren't even parties that you know from people that i knew but friends of friends of friends that you know took me to parties and obviously this whole pandemic might be an excuse for you know get togethers and would maybe light up a a a a beacon of fear inside of us when we go out but do you think it's like a variety of things that kind of got us uh, away from each other or like what do you think what in your opinion what do you think happened to all the the awesomeness of the connection between humans oh well yeah i definitely think it is a variety of factors for how the current dating scene is and you know one aspect for like for example women's standards increasing is that i mean a lot more women go to college uh, they're more successful, they work more, they make more money. And it's it's always been the case that women prefer to date someone that is more successful. So if here you have a lot of women with a bachelor's and master's degree, they're making anywhere from like 60, 80,000 a year now. 
they're going to want the guy that's really making a hundred thousand a year more at this point. And so, I mean, we see from a lot of, uh, especially younger men that they're, I mean, they're not getting as many degrees as women. In fact, I, men today are even working. I mean, the average hours men work has even been decreasing quite a bit. So it is, uh, in that respect, because those standards are still there, men are really starting to follow, fall short um, of those standards. But of course, too, with the, a lot of the dating, you know, dating sites, social media, and all these platforms here, you have, you know, different girls with OnlyFans and, you know, even just an Instagram account, not even trying to sell anything. And you'll just have, you know, a ton of men with low self-esteem just sending them messages, giving them money, doing all kinds of things. And, you know, really, um, it's it's making things very competitive, especially for the men that are just, you know, average or, you know, below that. So, I mean, I think there are a lot of factors, and those are just, you know, a couple I can kind of think of at the top of my head. So, do like, do you, do you happen to have any um... – any tips? I mean, I'm I'm sure a lot of a lot of guys, especially now growing up in this disaster, where you know it's not the same. It's not the same as when you and I up when everything had structure. Although that structure was also abused, so therefore, you know, we came to the to the opposite extreme today, where you know um, where we're at today. I mean, I don't really want to be biased towards anything, but it's it's two different, basically two different worlds from the '90s to you know, to today, it's, it's, it's very different. Um, so I know for a fact, uh, well, maybe not a fact, but I know from experience that back in the day, it was very easy to go up to people and, you know, make, you know, start a conversation. Um, and today it's, it's, it's not that easy, um, especially for young men. So for the young men out there, um, that really don't have luck and have a very low self-esteem, I'm pretty sure they've been turned down quite a bit because that's kind of a, a pattern that I've been seeing with women. If they're not tall, dark and handsome and look a certain way, look like either Thor or, you know, a, a young Denzel Washington there or, or Kobe Bryant, they're not going to date them. Um, what we're do, like, we're, I'm, I'm not too sure where this came from. So I'm going to ask you that later. But do you have any any tips for, you know, for the dudes that don't look like, you know, a young Denzel or or or, you know, uh, uh, um, a Thor looking guy? Maybe a guy that looks like Harry Potter or, you know, Loki, Loki looking for his heart or pot of gold, you know, little, little dudes, you know, dudes that have no money, dudes that really don't um, match up with the, with the, uh, with the trends that are, that are out right now with what sexy you should look like. Do you have any tips for those dudes that are trying to date in these dating sites or even outside of them? Oh, well, I think probably the, the best thing to, well, some of the best things to do is obviously self-improvement. I mean, it, uh, yeah, guys are probably going to have to go, go hit the gym. If you don't have a gym membership, maybe work out some more. Um, I mean, for me, I'm not the best looking guy. Um, I'm average, but, you know, I'm, if I have an expectation or, you know, trying to find someone, I'm going to have to, work out, improve, improve my looks in some way. Uh, Cause, and not only, not just looks, but work. Uh, 
I mean, you might end up having to work more and get a second job, trying to move up or do something. But if, uh, you know, we're competing with Thor and Enzo Washington, we're really going to have to improve somewhere to make ourselves a little bit more ideal. But I think one of the other things, too, is really just for these guys to, you know, change where they're looking and who they're looking for. Because I think for a lot of these guys, too, they will, uh, you know, they'll find that girl that's pretty much an IG model or something else. And, you know, that's not going to happen. Not at all. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> especially in today, you're really competing with people all over the world. So, yeah. um, sure, you could say you're like 20, that other 22-year-old girl that you find really attractive. You went to school with them. Well, are commenting on her Instagram and, you know, in her DMs, there's a guy all the way from Dubai who, you know, is a millionaire also messaging her. So, you know, really you're competing with anyone all over the place at this point. So, and so, so you got to be careful of where you look because it might be best if, you know, find someone that just isn't into all of that. Um, you know, go to the grocery store, go to the library, go, go somewhere else. I mean, if someone is really wanting to find a compatible partner, especially someone for long term, I mean, I think there are plenty of people for everyone. I think there are lots of people that could have great relationships with each other, but they're spread out all over the world. And of course, most of them are taken or, you know, you might you might never meet them or you might not meet them under the right context. But if you really put yourself out there and look in the right places and not just, you know, you know, <laughs> commenting on some IG model who already has thousands of followers and gets, you know, hundreds of, of comments, you know, on every photo. Yeah. You're, you're kind of uh, dooming yourself at that point. Right. I, I definitely agree. I mean, I, I would like to add that everything you said was spot on, but um, I would like to add that um, for those for those of us who don't, um, for those of us human males who don't match up with the Thors of society or the the uh, Iron Mans of society or you know the uh, George Clooney's of society, um, it's a numbers game. You know, it's a numbers game, and I think uh, for the most part. Um, the people who are looking for those or the women that are looking for those men and finally find their Prince Charming, it turns, it'll turn out like it really wasn't what they expected because that Prince Charming isn't going to mess around with, uh, with just anybody. And if that Prince Charming is going to mess around with just anybody, um, <laughs> you're not going to be the only one that that Prince Charming is messing around with. Now it doesn't. I'm not saying it's it's always 100% that this happens. Obviously, there's happy couples that believe, you know, their counterpart their counterpart uh, is a perfect match, and it and he or she is either Prince Charming or, you know, Princess uh, Snow White or whatever the case may be. Um, but you know, for people that 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 uh, that fail a couple times with certain girls, just remember, remember, guys, uh, that girl isn't for you. I know. Uh, us not so attractive dudes, you know, according to society's terms, we, we try to, uh, our self-esteem comes down sometimes and, um, there, there may be something going on mentally because of, uh, 
we believe it's failure and it's really not failure. The fact of the matter is, is that that girl or that, I mean, even for women, if you're not, you know, uh, like, I don't know, like a black widow or a Scarlett Johansson or whatever of society. I mean, keep trying, you know, keep trying. Um, but don't try too hard. That's one thing I have to, I have to, I have to, um, I can't emphasize enough. Do not try too hard. Um, the best thing I can tell you, and I mean, I don't know, stop me if uh, you don't agree with me, Dr. B, but on this one, but um, talk to people, talk to people, talk to people, talk to people. Don't talk on the phone to, you know, people you don't know, go out to the streets. And if you see a person with a dog, uh, you know, that you might be interested in, just say, hey, that's a nice dog. What is his name? You know, talking to people, this is exactly why Dr. B and I created this podcast, because we need to get out of our funk. We're going a little too far with this whole zombification and mummification of society. We need to go back to the human connection that we used to, you know, so naturally, um, so naturally create between two or three or four people or groups of parties, you know, societies, you know, armies, I don't know. But it always starts with two people. Um, obviously, if you talk to yourself, that's pretty much uh, not going to do anything for anybody but yourself. So, you know, go out there and talk to, to real people, you know, instead of just uh, being on the phone all the time. Um, so w- would you agree, Dr. B, that, you know, talking um, with individuals uh, either on a, on a talk show or over the phone or in person would be a good step to this whole funk that we're, we're going deeper and deeper in, or would you say otherwise? Yes, I fully agree. And I think it really ties into what I mentioned earlier about, you know, self-improvement. I mean, going out in the world, talking to people, it's going to build your social skills, your self-esteem. You really, you could meet, you know, new friends, new partners, new companions, um, you know, build connections potentially for different work or anything else. And really, I mean, especially if, you know, eventually you land a date, you know, the more people you meet, the more people you talk to, you're going to learn more, you become more knowledgeable, um, more charismatic. And it's just going to be real, you know, when you go on that date and you're out in the world, you know, you interact with other people while you're on a date. You go to the, you know, go to dinner anywhere else. And it's like, whoever you're with, they're going to kind of see, you know, how well you interact in the world. And especially I think for men, um, you know, when women see that you're confident, charismatic, and, you know, you can make your way around the world, you know, fairly easy. Um, yeah, that'll look really good for you. But moreover, I mean, outside of just dating, I mean, we need more awesome people and people are more positive and <laughs> being able to go out and talk to everyone yeah, I think uh, that is a great place. Actually, probably the best place to start. I'm hoping that uh, at least, you know, you and I can help people um, talk about anything and everything without people feeling so suppressed, you know, because I, I've noticed that the, the cancel culture is going nuts right now, trying to cancel people that don't agree with them. And you know what? It kind of seems to me uh, like it, it seems to me like the cancel culture they they remind me of this uh of this little kid that i don't know if you've ever seen the little kid that's sometimes you see him uh, every once in a while at walmart or target or somewhere 
retail store that's dragging around, you know, just crying. And people look at them like, like, and then they look at the parent, like, what the hell's wrong with them? Just pick them up and spank them or something or, or, t- or tell them something, you know? And he's just running amok because he wants chocolate. And the mom's telling him, uh, mm-hmm. Jimmy, little Jimmy, you can't have chocolate yet. You need to eat first. Little Jimmy's just like, no, you know, screw you basically. And I want my chocolate. So the parent, because obviously they love the kid, they give him the chocolate. But then the kid wants more and more and more and more. That's kind of what the cancel culture reminds me of. So um, I'm actually hoping that we can get people out of that, that fear that they're going to be judged or canceled. Or if, if somebody tells me what they believe in, um, I'm going to automatically be like, no, you're, you're wrong or you're stupid or whatever. You know, um, of course, we need, a, we need to realize that we're all going to disagree from time to time. Even me and Dr. B will disagree from time to time, but that doesn't make the love that I have for my co-host and everyone out there any less. I mean, we're all human. We're all stuck in this together. So why battle over something that you have no total control of? And even if you did, why would you want everyone to be just like you? Wouldn't that be kind of a boring life, you know, not knowing what other people think and their stories and, and you'd obviously you'd be pretty predictable as well. So that's kind of a, kind of a, a bad thing in my opinion but i mean to me at least the stories that i that i figure out the opinions the the answers the questions everything that people tell me is the person about who they are and that little piece that they share with me of who they are means a lot to me because they're actually um they're actually trusting me with telling me of a, a, a little piece of who they are giving me a little piece of themselves and, you know, that makes subconsciously, a lot of people don't know this, but subconsciously, that's what makes connections um, in a subconscious way, not knowing that you feel good about an, a conversation because that other person just gave you their time, their energy, um, a little bit of their essence, you could even say, depending on the conversation. So uh, I totally agree. I totally agree with, uh, with Dr. B about the whole, you know, conversing with people and getting people out of their shells. Um, and, uh, I want to, I want to see, I want to, I want to go back though and try to figure out what you think Dr. B about, you know, the whole, what do you think, what do you think, uh, made today's dating scene, um, so different from the nineties? Do you think it was, uh, maybe social media or the, the um i don't know maybe even the empowerment or the overpowerment because obviously we a lot of people have been empowering you know females to be better and to feel better but um do you think it's more of an overpowerment now so now men don't really want to date women they just want to you know have fun with them and, and 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 vice versa do you think that those might be some issues or do you think there's other different issues that created this whole um I don't know, kind of like, like, like cold way of dating. Like it it really doesn't have too much of an essence anymore. Right. Because you have options. What do you think it it brought us? What do you think brought us to this point when it comes to dating? Mm, I would definitely say the social media aspect. I mean, I think um, what you first mentioned plays a role as well. I do think because there's are, I mean, I don't want to be too general, but I mean, I know there are people out there who do feel more empowered and then they, you know, then feel more entitled. Um, but I do think uh, just with social media right now, it's it's on one end connected a lot of people, 
And now they can really look at a lot of different options. Um, but, you know, uh, quantity does not always equal quality. And uh, I think uh, for a lot of people, if they do go on there to, you know, they really got to be authentic, sincere. And, you know, if there's someone else on there using, you know, a dating app or any dating site or anything like that, you know, if they're honest and sincere too, they will definitely see you, find you and get you out there. But for, you know, maybe the average person who's just taking a look, a glimpse at it, I do think uh, they're going to run into a lot of trouble. And I do think social media and just, you know, being able to be connected to everyone, it's now made it highly competitive. And of course, you know, because it's so competitive, people don't have to advertise well for themselves and they can put in minimal effort. And then, you know, and I mean, that's more so for women on the dating side because they don't have to put too much on their profile and they'll already get hundreds of messages and, you know, people liking them and trying to talk to them and, you know, all kinds of stuff. Whereas for guys, it's really, they got to go out there and pretty much send hundreds of messages and hope that someone replies. So it's, uh, I, I would kind of lean on that, but honestly, I don't exactly know the answer to that, but I do think it's, you know, there's multiple factors into that. But if I had to guess, I would think maybe, you know, just all the social media and current trends that kind of landed us where we were at. So would you, um, like the whole um, female rights movements, do you think that kind of, affected the whole way that you know people date or do you think that's not even relevant to the changes of dating between the 90s or ver the 90s versus the versus today do you think that kind of added something to it or no not really um i think it has added some things um definitely um but i mean i i think more so i mean what it added is more indirect uh, you know and just what i mentioned earlier how you know i mean we have more successful women that you know build their own careers and so you know when they go into the dating market they're really looking for someone above that and so you know that definitely you know plays a role in you know who they select who's able to talk to them and stuff like that. And for a lot of younger men, especially since less men are, you know, graduating university compared to women, you know, that's already quite a bit of men that are just disqualified right there. Right. The whole education part, right? Mm -hmm. So would you say you that, uh, I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, I, I mean, I was just going to add, you know, of course, I'm not against anyone being empowered and going to school and, you know, um, making a career and a living for yourself. Uh, I mean, that that's all fine, but I mean, this is kind of just, you know, a result of, or, you know, at least, uh, you know, the current dating scene, this is kind of, that's just one factor for why, you know, why it's at and, you know, where it's at at this point. But I do right. think there are a lot of other factors that play a role in it. So like besides all, cause you know, we both know that there's different people from all walks of life and different worlds and different universes, maybe even. Um, so besides the whole, you know, people looking for hookups and people looking 
for sex and people looking for a one night stand or short term dating. When it comes to long term dating and, you know, some sites, they have this option that says uh, seriously looking for a relationship, um, uh, seriously looking for marriage and for people that are actually looking for substance as not only in a physical um, manner, but, it, you know, looking for their person, for their one, they like to call it. Um, what, what, what do you, what do you, um, see, how can I ask this? What, what do you think would be a good way, a good way to kind of, uh, kind of attack this if you're a man, obviously, because we're, we're seeing this as in a, in a male point of view. Um, what, what do you think is a good way to find that type of person if there's a man looking for something serious do you think dating sites would be a good deal or do you think there's other places where men um can you know basically more or less right find uh this this kind of purpose um in life when it comes to couples yeah i still think dating sites have its place and you can find someone uh, yeah, you can definitely find someone who is also sincere and also looking for a relationship. I think for, you know, guys, they're really going to have to potentially be open to dating someone further away or, you know, uh, not, you know, going for something so superficial or something very specific, like maybe a little more open. Um, I mean, say someone had a preference for, I mean, I, yeah, say someone had a preference for, I don't know, dating Latinas or white girls or so on, like maybe open your preferences a little, something else. Um, yeah, if, if you can open yourself up a little bit more and being able to date further away, you can definitely find some very sincere people. And I mean, they're out there. And of course, that'll take time. And it'll just be a lot of sorting through different things. But um, I would say that that's, that's fine, especially for guys. I think uh, if they're able to focus on maybe just working, you know, exercising, self-improvement, going out in the world, meeting people. And while they're doing that, you know, just go on uh, OKC or something and, you know, casually try to, try meeting someone that person doesn't come around while you're busy improving yourself, then, you know, that person might just pop up. So I think, uh, you know, dating sites uh, can potentially lead to that special someone for guys, but of course it's going to take a little bit more time and a little more patience to kind of, you know, sort through that. So I think uh, maybe the focus should be more on self-improvement and stuff like that. And then that special someone will pop up eventually on there. So a lot of these sites are pretty much free. Um, they do have micro purchases and stuff. Um, but there are a lot of free dating sites, uh, you know, way too many out there. Like I see ads all the time. Um, at this point, would you say that paying, paying a dating site to find someone for you off the bat, kind of like, uh, like eHarmony and Match? And there's a lot of, you know, specialized uh, dating apps that, um, you pay for, right? They're not free dating sites. And they, they, uh, I guess they say they try to find someone for you, but it's kind of sort of like you trying to, to match up with somebody, right? Do you think, um, do you think those even 
you know, do you think people have luck in those or do you think it's just better to do the whole, uh, I mean, obviously if you're sticking to the virtual world and you're not, you know, um, going out there looking for someone, um, which I think you should, but if you don't, do you think it's better to stay in the free dating sites or do you think if you're really, really looking for someone, just, I don't know, pay eHarmony or, you know, someone to, to hook you up? So I think it depends on the guy. So um, I would say if there's a guy, for example, and every girl he dates, he's just like, okay, this relationship doesn't work out. It's every two to three months and, you know, it's over. And, you know, they keep finding uh, girls that just uh, you know, aren't ready for a relationship or anything like that. You know, they might need to, you know, rely on a matchmaker to kind of make a better decision for them because maybe they're looking in the wrong area or at the wrong people. And likewise for women too, if, you know, they're on a dating site and they constantly find, you know, um, sometimes like they like to say toxic guys or, you know, um, fuck boys or you know whatever they call it like if, if that's what you're constantly running into you're probably gonna have to rely on a matchmaker then because at some point you know if you're finding bad you know con you know if you're constantly landing yourself in bad relationships then it's you know it might be more on you at that point if you know those are relation relationships you know whether it's a boy or girl you know you know it's gonna be more on their fault for you know, looking for those types of people and constantly getting in those relationships. So I would say a matchmaker could definitely be helpful either for someone that, you know, doesn't have as much time to, you know, go out and try to meet someone or, you know, handle things on their own, or if they're just not making the best decisions, you know, for people they initially talk to. So I think, uh, I don't, I mean, I've never used eHarmony or Match or any of those. So I don't really know how the matchmaking works or if they actually have people personally do the matchmaking there. But I would definitely say a matchmaker could be beneficial for, you know, the aforementioned uh, reasons. But as for a free dating site, um, if you're just focusing on yourself and self-improvement and going out in the world, because this is the human first podcast where real humans listen in on this so you're a real human and you're going out in the world yeah i think a free dating site would be you know sufficient enough to go and meet someone all right to be honest with you i wish aol and pepperonity were still still <laughs> intact but uh you know they got rid of those because they weren't completely 100 percent mainstream and you know other issues that the public didn't know about but um yeah, I mean, if you have uh, anything else on this awesome topic, Doctor B, take it away um, and let us enlighten us with your with your intelligence about the good and the bad about you know everything you you know and think about you know uh, obviously facts and opinions of this topic. So, if you have anything else, Doctor B, the floor is yours. Well, I just like to close out. I think for. Both men and women, they each have their unique struggles with online dating. I think online dating has not made things easy, and it's definitely flooded with a lot of different people that either want something short term or they're just on there for money or you know something else. So it it takes a little more sorting 
has made quite a bit of a headache for everyone. And I, it would be really nice to get a female listener um, on the show or someone to talk about and give their perspective on, you know, how it is using these sites and really trying to find someone, uh, you know, they would like to, I mean, yeah, for their personal experience for either trying to find a serious relationship or whatnot on these sites. So we would definitely like for one of the viewers to, or listener to give us the female perspective and, you know, the struggles that go on on that side, because I'm sure there's a lot of headache on that side as well. And we'd love to hear it. Yeah, I mean, we, we're only limited to the male perspective. Uh, um, we're both straight males, so, you know, we're kind of, we're kind of um, just limited to what a straight male expects in certain sites and certain places. We can't really talk about what, uh, you know, females on, on their point of view or, you know, uh, I don't know how many genders are out there right now. To be honest with you, I don't really follow it, but I know there's a bunch of genders that they have, they run into their own, uh, their own obstacles. And we definitely like to hear from you. Um, a lot of people don't know what your perspective is. So please feel free to come on in and let us know how, how horrid or how easy, um, how horrible or how easy it is to, to date in these sites. I mean, it is, um, fortunately and unfortunately, a, a, a virtual world now, um, where everything is virtual. So, Please let us know. Let us know what your experience is. Um, again, if you want to comment, answer, uh, have questions or anything, go directly to the uh, episode and comment on the episode. Or there is a link to leave us a voice message um, on the actual uh, podcast description. If you go, uh, if you scroll all the way down, you'll find the link and you can catch us there. Um, but yeah, this is this is uh, this is dating nowadays, ladies and gentlemen. It's virtual, so. Um, whether we love it or hate it, uh, whether we feel safer in it or um, not less satisfied than what dating was before, it is what it is. Um, I would wish dating was like before, you know, where people interacted and stuff. But due to COVID and due to other issues, um, some people do feel safer, you know, over the phone. Some people don't even meet up because of COVID and certain, you know, certain things like that. Um, I will tell you this though. I mean, before we let you go, um, don't let go of each other. I mean, we are social animals. I know a lot of women out there have been taught. I'm not a female, but I hear a lot and I see a lot. And I know a lot of females out there have been taught by higher groups or higher or, you know, older, um, older, more seasoned women to, uh, not need anyone and to be completely dependent. Um, that is bad for you because we live in this world and we all need each other. For example, you know, you need a babysitter. If you have children, you need your job. And obviously your job is you depend on your job. You depend on a lot of things. So that mentality of being hundred percent independent and not needing anyone that is only hurting you. It's not hurting me. It's not hurting anybody else, but you learn to go out there and cope, bring your shield down. We all go through breakups. We all go through people that, we think that hurt us. We all go through, you know, deception, right? You don't need a shield. You want that shield. So go out there and keep trying, you know, keep trying to be social with people. You'd be surprised. You'll find your one um, in the least expected place and the least expected time. You can end up in the hospital 
present day and you'll find the person next to you that's laying in the bed next to you is the one. You can go to Walmart and find your one in the uh, produce section, right? You never know until you try it, but you cannot try it unless you get out of that funk, that, you know, prideful, independent, I don't need no man funk that these higher groups and higher ups have been putting you through. Ladies, believe it or not, men, us men, we like it when, you know, I don't want to say you act fragile, but when you act like you need us, because most men like, or we love feeling needed, right? That's what men, even nature, lions and other, the male needs to feel like he's needed in order to not feel alone. So we all need each other. We need women and women need men just as much. So let's bring down our shields and just have a chat, you know, have a cup of coffee, have a, a bottle of beer, have a, you know, a mug of orange juice or milk and let's talk it out. Um, until then, though, until we get 100% comfortable, this uh, First Amendment podcast per First Amendment talk show is for you, for you to get out of your shell. Um, in this talk show, we, we secure who we use security measures and we use well, your safety is our main concern, not only for safety reasons, but for you to feel more comfortable. We do not uh, give out your actual alias unless... Um, unless you choose to, a lot of people, you know, that's their one fear. They don't want to feel belittled or want to feel like people belittle them because they know who they are, like in their workplace or wherever the case may be. But don't worry about that. Come talk to us. Your name will be your name and nobody will uh, know about it. Um, we do use that for safety reasons and for um, um, for protective reasons towards you and, and, and your own. Um. So, yeah, I mean, come talk to the show. Yeah, the link, like I said, is all the way down. If you scroll all the way down, leave us a voice message and let us know. Um, with that being said, Dr. B, anything else you got for uh, these awesome people listening? Yeah, just a kind of uh, piggyback off of what you just said. Uh, of course, men and women need each other. Life is about family. And, of course, we're, we're all hoping to eventually find the one and have a family and of course the you're not just successful once you have a child but once you have a grandchild because at that point you know you did your very best to raise someone gave them the life skills to be able to then raise the family on their own as well and i think that's all that we strive for and of course you know online dating is quite a mess it doesn't have to be the only thing so of course with everything we just talked about we're not advocating to use dating sites or not use them we're just kind of talking about you know kind of the the mess that it is and trying to sort it out for people but get out there go outside meet people you will find the one and make it you sure will you just got to keep talking one thing i want to add to that that i really want to, you know, people to understand. And this is something that I heard somewhere. A wise man once said, the, uh, the mouth that doesn't open doesn't eat. Now, to me, that's kind of crazy because it's true, both in a literal point of view and a metaphorical point of view, meaning if you don't open your mouth and ask for food, if you don't open your mouth and uh, tell people you're hungry, if you don't open your mouth and tell people you're concerned, you're worried, you have answers, you have questions, you're not going to eat. 
And that, that goes both for your physical health and your mental health. You can't find things out unless you ask. You can't find things out, you know, unless you, you, you incorporate yourself with other individuals. And that's where I want you all to be because society is leading us to a place where we're zombified and we have to understand certain things that do not seem logical to me when it comes to our growth as humans. Um, so just remember that. Remember, you know, the mouth that doesn't, the mouth that never opens, never eats, um, both in a metaphorical way. You feed your mind, you feed your body, and you will live a very happy and healthy life. Trust me. We all have our ups and downs. That's okay. It's natural. We all meet people we like and some we don't. It's okay. That's natural too. It's part of life. Um, we deal with it. We build a bridge and we get over it and we keep on going. So with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, um, again, my name is Ace, D-O-D, um, and Dr. B here, the most uh, intelligent dude I know in the, uh, in the virtual world and uh, the non-virtual world. Um, my co-host, Dr. B, and I, Ace, uh, D-O-D, we're here for you, for the community. Um, so again, if you have any comments, please feel free. I, 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 I'm, I'm going to wait. I'm going to hold my breath when I get off the 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 podcast until you comment maybe maybe not i might die so maybe not but i i'm waiting for you to comment to let me know what uh if you have any questions any answers and if you'd like to be on the talk show um for the next time for uh for the for the next episode so um with that being said um thank you all for uh, thank you all for listening this has been the first amendment podcast uh and it's a podcast created just for you don't ever forget that knowledge is power and your thoughts matter. Dr. B, anything you have to say before we leave these awesome peeps? Yeah, well, thank, thank you for having me on today. And thank you for all our listeners. If you disagree, agree, or just want to add something, yeah, absolutely. Come on in. We don't bite. And we'll be happy to hear you out. Right on. And the key to any issue is love, because if you love, you're going to try. And if you try, you're going to accomplish. So with that being said, everyone, thank you for listening to the First Amendment talk show. Love you all. And love, love, love is where it's at. Have a wonderful night and God bless.